Real Coach JB, star Netflix show, Last Chance You. You're listening to everybody's favorite coach. All you high school coaches, players alike, listen in. Don't be slaps. Pay attention. Hey, man, you'll get some good content. It's the Real Coach JB. Welcome back to Tri-States Inside the Huddle, part of the Dubuque Area Sports Podcasting Network. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and we're going to take a little bit different spin on Tri-States Inside the Huddle this week. We've had a great, successful run with football. We're going to stay with football, hoping it comes back for next season as well. Wanting to see if there is a volleyball audience out there. I personally have always loved volleyball. When my sister was in high school, Wallert Catholic was a powerhouse. And I remember watching all of her friends play and win a state championship on TV when I was a little kid. And I just thought those girls were the coolest girls in the world. They were hanging over out at our house. I'm watching them on TV and win a state championship. And volleyball is such an exciting sport. It's high-paced. It's fast. It's up-tempo. The girls and the guys that play it are extremely athletic. And is it, it is an exciting sport. I'm also a baseball guy, and we know that baseball at times can be a very boring sport. If you're interested in hosting a volleyball show, reach out. You can find me on X, which was known as Twitter, at Coach Manaman, or you can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Dubuque Area Sports Podcast. And let's talk about a volleyball show. Maybe we could get a few in this year, or maybe we could launch it next season. Addison's been on my radar for forever. I've been teaching at Roosevelt for maybe six or seven years now, and I always remember her in the hallway. She was always a bubbly kid, always smiling, very personable, hardworking, kind to everybody. And then when she got older into seventh and eighth grade, I coached pretty much every single middle school sport while at Jefferson and at Roosevelt, and she just was always a freak athlete. And she was one where she could be competitive with the boys and was a heck of a basketball player as well. And I came across an article in the TH that she had recently recorded 750 digs and 500 kills over her high school career, which she still has a year and a half left on it. We talk about sports. We talk about her training. We talk about influences. We also talk about the Mustangs. We talk about the Lady Stangs and their run that they're on. And they had a pretty good run at it. And then the Senior Rams met up with them. And the Senior Rams swept them. And it's great to see two teams in the Dubuque Community School District having outstanding years. Senior playing good volleyball, the Hempstead Mustangs playing great volleyball, both toward the top of their divisions in the Mississippi Valley 
conference. So we'll see how the season shakes out. People that are new this episode and this season of Tri-States Inside the Huddle would not be possible if it wasn't for our great sponsors. Huge thank you to Nolan Weber Insurance through American Family Insurance, Assured Partners through Eric DeSousa, Kramer Pest Control, Sam Herrig Agency through State Farm, Extreme Strength and Sports Performance, Lane Madsen Insurance through State Farm, The Log Cabin, The Dog House, JJ Butcher with Realty One, Harris Golf Carts, The Ultimate Sports Weekend, Bar Raising Fitness, Cummer Masonry, and last and not least, Advanced Wellness Center. Stick around for a word from one of our sponsors, and then checking in via the Nolan Weber Insurance Hotline is Lady Stang Addison Wright. Nolan Weber Insurance through American Family Insurance is a proud sponsor of Contact Nolan or a member of his crew at 563-258-5467 to request a quote. You can also find this highly reviewed agent on Facebook by searching Nolan Weber Insurance. Joining us via the Nolan Weber Insurance Hotline, outside hitter, just etched your name in the Mustang record book, so we'll be seeing that until we pass on, is Addison Wright from the Hempstead Mustangs. Addison, welcome to Tri-States Inside the Huddle, part of the Dubuque Area Sports Podcasting Network. Thank you. I'm super excited to do this. I have been told that there is a huge volleyball market out there. So you are my test subject. We're going to see if people listen to this. And if they do, we're going to do some more volleyball episodes. So you have some big shoes to fill right now. (laughs) All right. Growing up, and I've known you for a long time, you were always a multi-sport athlete. When did you start playing volleyball? And what is your first memory about playing volleyball? Yeah, so um, I've always been a multi-sport athlete, but volleyball has definitely been my drive, my day one go-to, for sure. Um, Thinking back, I think I started playing actual, like, league or, like, travel volleyball, in sixth grade but far beyond that I definitely had my hands on a volleyball um one of my biggest memories is probably the old courtside court that's now stuff my dad would play league up in there and I would always be there running around just watching volleyball touching a volleyball just constantly building my skills I miss that place, don't you? Oh my gosh, I miss it more than anything. All my childhood memories were made there. Yeah, I I used to love going there as as an adult because there were so many TVs and and it was a local business. And not that there's anything against Buffalo Wild Wings, but when you have an opportunity to support local business and then seeing all the youth athletes coming out with big smiles on their face and, and connecting with a lot of former students was always cool as well. Now, Addison, I wouldn't have you on the podcast if you weren't 
an elite athlete and sometimes elite athletes just give it everything they have in high school and then go on to college and pursue the next part of their life and sometimes elite athletes they want to continue to be elite and they want to try it at the next level do you have any interest in playing volleyball at the next level yeah i do that's definitely my main and my biggest goal right now is pushing to become the best athlete i can and then eventually get recruited on a top elite team that surrounds me with other players that push and work just as hard as me. Now, have you heard from anybody such as like recruiters or high school coaches or college coaches that have said, I think you'd be a pretty strong division one player. You'd be a pretty outstanding NIA player or D2 player or or are you just wanting to go to the situation that best fits you and has a major that you want to go to college for or a place where you can go and you can start right away? Well, obviously, education is a huge role in that as well. Um, but yes, the biggest dream for me would be going D1 somewhere. And I think the biggest thing also for me is I'm five seven. And if you look at any front row Division One players, they're all at least six foot. So realistically, I know I'm going to have to transition into the back row, which is okay with me as long as I'm playing at that elite level somewhere. Now, you mentioned that you were 5'7", but you are just a freak athlete. I remember coaching you at Roosevelt, and I remember talking to Ben Meyer and we were just in awe about how you could jump and you could jump out of the gym. And I remember one day you walked out of the gym and he goes, you just watch Nick. She's going to be something special at Hempstead. What type of training do you do during the season? What type of training do you do outside of the season? And how often do you train? And do you remember what age did you start training? Because you are truly a remarkable freak athlete with all the skills and tools that you have. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, so I would say when I was younger, I wouldn't necessarily like do workouts or stuff like that. It was more just a ton of reps constantly. I remember my dad would come home in the summer for like his lunch and I would set the net up before he got home and then we would go down and I would just swing away and just constantly be jumping. And then when he would leave, I would just jump rope and I would do different calf raises and stuff like that. But it definitely, you have to have um, dedication and you have to be ready to work your body to its max in order to build the muscle you need. It's going to be an exciting end of the year for the Mustangs. The Mustangs are currently 15 and nine, five and one in the conference tied with Linmar on the Mississippi Valley, the Valley side, and you're coming off a defeat against senior and senior is having an outstanding year at 23 and eight overall. So far, the Mustangs have been in and out of the top 15. They've had upsets over Linmar, Cedar Rapids, Kennedy, and have a shot at the MVC title. What makes this Mustang team so dangerous? And who are some of the uh, Mustang players on there who have been having an impact 
on such a great start of the season. Yeah, we've definitely made a big impact this year, and it's really amazing to see all of us individually come together and work towards the same goals. Um, playing that Winmar game, we went into five sets, and we were definitely supposed to get swept. And it just, the feeling of beating a team that's ranked higher than you and kicking them out of the top 15 and putting yourself in there is just something that fills you up and tells you that all the hard work is paying off. But I wouldn't say there's anyone individually that's making this team what we are. I mean, we always tell ourselves a big thing we go by at Hempstead and especially in the Waddle program is that when you step on the court, it's never you individually. It's always your team. You're always working together. You're not six individuals out there. You're a team, and you're always talking to each other, communicating what needs to be done. Now, what makes this team so dangerous that people might want to avoid the Mustangs when it comes time for postseason play? Um, I would say one of our biggest things is we're super aggressive and net heavy. Um, obviously, we have Emma Bogey in the middle this year, and she is huge up there. She puts up a huge block, and then when you have Lauren Hazel coming in, she just puts up just as big as one with her hops up there. But um, all the way around, we have a really solid team. I mean, Gabby Smith really stepped up this year in the libero spot. She's super scrappy and gets a touch on almost every ball back there. And then you just have strong and athletes all the way around that we just work together. I mean, once I think we become the most dangerous, once we start flowing as a team, you're, you better watch out because once we start going, we're not stopping. You mentioned Emma Bogey before. She's second on the Mustang and kills currently with 100. Now, prior to this season, Hempstead had three losing seasons prior to this season. How has Coach Arnsdorf held the team together through some of those downtimes? And you have been starting Addison since your freshman year, and nobody likes to lose, and you've been a part of that for three seasons. Yeah, for sure. Um, You could probably ask anyone, and they would tell you that my least favorite thing in the world is to lose and that I'm probably one of the most competitive people they've ever met. But, um, yeah, Coach Arnsdorf has really been pushing us to just be the best we can. And I think these past couple seasons, being on the losing side of the games has showed us that we need each other more than we need to build our individual skill and we need to build the chemistry and – She's very good about coming up with different practices and strategies to enable the strengths that we have on the court at the time and with the different teams that we have come through Hempstead. Um, She's very good at communicating with us what needs to be done and what we need to execute with the different teams we face across the net. I love the fact that you mentioned that you are competitive because if you're not competitive, you should be playing intramurals. And I I can tell you a story. I taught third grade for nine years before I ever started teaching middle school. And I have lost once in chess to a student and it was a third grader by the name of Will Whelan. And it was 
probably 15, 16 years ago, and I'm still pissed off about it to this very day. <laughs> That's how competitive I am. That's why I will never coach my kids sports because I am way too competitive. It would be no fun for anybody at the youth level. Addison, you're currently leading the Mustangs in two major offensive categories in kills and aces. If you had to pick one and only one, which one of those leaderboards are you most proud of right now? Ooh, I mean, I will never underplay the serving side of it because serving is one of the most important things of volleyball because that's what starts the play. That's what starts the point. And without that can make or break a team for sure. I mean, looking at some of our games, especially the one against Linmar, the last three games in that match, we came in and we started serving aggressively and we put them out of system. However, I will say I definitely have worked harder to increase my vertical and my swing and build those kills up. So it does feel good hitting milestones that I've always had in the back of my mind and goals that I've always wanted to reach as a hitter and as an undersized hitter for sure. But I think they're pretty equal. But I just can't wait to keep increasing both of those. But volleyball if, is such an exciting sport. It's it's so fast-paced and just how athletic the girls. And then if you have a chance to go to Clark University and watch the men's team play, just how athletic and quick everybody is and how fast the volleyball moves. And I want to go back to Coach Arnstorf real quick because I failed to mention this earlier is I saw something that she did on Twitter a couple of years ago. I don't know if she still does that, but does she still write inspirational quotes on the volleyballs at practice? Um, I, I don't think she does. I, at least she might've my freshman year. Cause I remember seeing, we have volleyballs from like past years, obviously as they get broken in and, you continue to use them until they get flat. But I remember my freshman year seeing those quotes on the volleyballs, but I was never sure if they were new or if they were from the past years coming through. But I don't think she continues that anymore. But maybe that's something I have to talk to her about because that's never going to hurt anything. One thing I stole from her when she started coaching, I think I was at the tail end of my coaching career. And I read this in the Telegraph Herald. She says, we win and we learn. And I think we take losses so hard, but every loss, there's a learning experience. So I'd just like to say to Coach Arnsdorf, thank you. And that also turned me into a more positive coach because I was always negative. Nick, even after wins, I was always ticked off about something. I want to talk about your teammates a little bit. Addison, volleyball is the ultimate team sport. You have those kills. You have to have somebody passing you the ball. You have to have somebody setting you up for those 156 kills currently. So who are some of the teammates that you have that are just having a great year? And then who might be some of those teammates that maybe are role players that are helping the Mustangs pull off these upsets and be at the top of the Valley Division? Yeah, for sure. Um, I will be the first one to say that this team is never one individual or two individuals. It's always six of us or even the whole entire bench because the bench and the energy that they give us during a game can change the game so fast that you wouldn't believe it. Um, 
obviously, as I mentioned before, we have Gabby Smith this year as a libero, and she's super scrappy. I love playing next to her. We flow really well together in the back row. She's very good about putting a good ball up for us. And then we have our two setters, Lizzie Phillips and Lucy Weber, who do a very good job at putting the ball where needed. We have um, a lot of out-of-system balls because we're very scrappy. We like to just <laughs> make the plays interesting. So they do a good job at hustling down the balls and just popping them up for us to do something with them. But, um, yeah, we also have our right sides, too, then, that we have a big threat over there with um, Vivian Smith and Sam Whalen, which is amazing because a lot of teams aren't fortunate enough to have – three hitters in the front row at all times that put up a really big threat. So, Besides the coaches, who are some of the leaders on the team and how do they keep you focused either on the, on the court or during the bench on a timeout or outside of the practice facility or outside the playing experience when games are going on? Um, so our team captains, are Sam Whalen, which is one of our right sides, and then myself. So me and her start off every match going up and flipping for the heads and tails, and we have this little inside joke where if um, I call the, like, flip right, I'm always like, oh, that's a good sign. But no matter what, we normally do pretty good in the game. But we're both pretty good about taking turns, being good cop, bad cop, kind of talking to the different players on the team about what needs to be done and what we need to improve. But I would say we are really open uh, as a team of everyone speaks and everyone tells everyone what needs to be done and what they need to be heard from. So I wouldn't, we definitely praise that no one should be above anyone and that everyone is equal and everyone gets an equal opportunity to speak their mind and, tell us what they think this team needs. So, Do you have a go-to call or do you just feel it and go heads or tails? Oh, it definitely, I don't know. It, I would say I feel it out the most, but I probably pick tails more than heads because I always think about a saying, I don't know, I probably heard it in elementary school or something, but tails never fails. But tails has definitely failed me quite a bit. <laughs> it's funny because I, I always go with tails too because of that same reason. And I was watching the Jets game before you and I signed on here. And the announcer said the same thing, tails, because it never fails. I do want to talk to you about you being a captain. Was this your first year being named captain? Um, No, this is my second year being named captain. We do like um, a survey kind of voting system at the beginning of the year after tryouts. Everyone gets handed a paper, basically, and it has a ton of different leadership and, like, skill questions about who do you think would be the most communicative person, to, and you would put a name. So that's kind of how we do it, and then the coaches tally up the votes, and um, – this would be my second year being a team captain. And I think my freshman year, it, Ashley Lennon was one of them and maybe Emma Dottie. But, yeah, this would be my second year being a team captain. What did it mean to you as a sophomore being named captain by your teammates, your peers? And then I'm sure the coaches have some say in it as well. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, it was a big confidence booster, but also showed me that as a sophomore, you can be respected and looked at as a leader, even though I was younger than everyone else on the varsity team. It showed me that I do contribute other things than just my skill. But I will say between my sophomore and my junior year, I've learned many more leadership skills because I think my sophomore year, a lot of it was my competitiveness and the way I just fought very hard for every game and every practice. And this year, I really stepped into the shoes of the leadership role more and of the staying positive and bringing other people up and focusing on how other people can improve as well as me, but just mostly putting all my effort into the team and other people's goals as well. I saw those leadership skills in you at at a young age because I know middle school sports aren't the most competitive and everybody (laughs) has an opportunity to play, but you always had your game face on. You were always focused, but yet you were also understanding of the players who it was their first time ever playing basketball or, or volleyball. There's a couple of reasons why I chose to have you as our featured athlete on Tri-States Inside the Huddle this week. One, you're a personable kid and you're very well-spoken. And every time I see you, you always are just so nice and so polite and so kind, but also you're a heck of an athlete as well. Hempstead's been around for over 40 years and you just entered the 750 Digs Club and 500 Kills Club. So congratulations to you. When you saw that article in the Telegraph Herald and you got um, some notifications that you have gotten to those milestones in your career, what were you thinking when you heard the news? Um, yeah, that was a huge huge thing for me we I found out at um our Dubuque invite that we hosted I think a couple Saturdays ago or last Saturday and we had just finished our game against senior in the semifinals that we won and coach Arnsdorf pulled out a ton of papers that had those goals and milestones reached on them and it kind of surprised me because I had no idea that she was planning on doing that. And I I guess I wasn't really focusing on my stats and like how close I was to those goals. So it was really nice to feel like a lot of my hard work has paid off individually because we, I don't like to focus on individual stats and goals like that during season because it's a team sport, like you said before, but it did feel good to get recognized for some of the hard work that I've been putting in. Three things have to happen for somebody to etch their name into a record book or, you know, certain programs have certain milestones that only the top athletes reach or you have to have a great season to reach. One, you have to be an outstanding player. Two, you have to stay healthy. And then three, you have to start varsity Early on in your career, whether it's a freshman or a sophomore, I'm not going to allow you to take both of them. You did that in the question I asked earlier. If you had to pick one of those, whether it would be the kills or the digs, which one means the most to you? Oh, that's another hard decision. 
um like I said before obviously the kills I've worked super hard at my whole life and being not as tall as I would love to be and still meeting these goals is huge to me but I would probably have to pick the back row because in reality I know that's where I'm going to end up playing at the hardest level in my life and at the fastest speed of the game is in the back row and it's just always come a lot more natural to me being back there so I can't wait to see where I end up playing at and what goals I end up hitting at the end of my high school career with passing. You mentioned earlier that academics is is huge to you. I'm I'm curious, what are you wanting to study when you're older? Yeah, so I am very school oriented. Um, I wouldn't say I'm I love school. I'm a normal high school <laughs> student. I definitely could go without school, but obviously I can't do that. So I mean you know, I hold up a four and I go to all my classes, but what I'm planning on studying is not anything set, but I have looked at um, physical therapy and kind of the medical side, and then some days I'm kind of into the law and that side of things, so it's kind of a toss-up right now. I, I sometimes will tell my students that, you know, I don't like school either, but at least I'm paid to be here. So <laughs> just just kind of a running joke. And anybody listening to this from the Dubuque Community School District, don't call me into HR. I love my job. <laughs> I'm totally kidding here. Addison, I had to fact check the TH because it seems like you have been around forever and I thought it was a misprint. And you and I joked before you before you signed on here that it's only your ju- your junior year because I have been following your career for forever. And I thought you had graduated a couple of years ago. What are your ultimately your team goals? And then what are your individual goals for the rest of your junior year? And then how do you want your Mustang career to end next year when you are done playing? Yeah, um, you will not believe how many people will always talk to me about how they can't believe I'm only a junior or I'm only 17 and how they think I should be graduated and in college and everything. (laughs) I always see people and they're like, oh, like, how's college? And I'm always just like, I'm not in college, like, I'm in high school. But, um, yeah, I just, going through Hempstead has been one of the best things I think I've experienced. It definitely has opened my mind up to different things. I've become a lot more social, but um, volleyball has obviously been a huge part. This team and the teams I've had in the past years have just learned and showed me different things that I need in my personal life and in my volleyball career. Um, I definitely cannot have hit any of these milestones that I've hit already without the past three teams I've had the past three years. Um, a big goal that obviously I would love to hit in my the rest of my Homestead career is eventually hitting that thousand digs, which hopefully I'll be able to do by next year. But um, realistically, I know I probably won't hit a thousand kills just because at the rate I'm going at, it doesn't, it's nothing impossible. I don't want to tell myself that, but I do want to be realistic if I don't meet that goal that 
at least I want to get to 750 or the highest I can. Um, one of my biggest things is definitely leaving a mark at Hempstead, though. I mean, I have older siblings that have gone through Hempstead and left their mark. Um, my sister just graduated last year, and she played volleyball, and it was definitely different this year playing without her. Um, and then I have Kellen Strohmeyer. He's my stepbrother. Obviously made a huge impact at Hempstead in his baseball career, and now he's playing at Iowa and just seeing him go. Um, and I still have Reed with me at Hempstead, which he's a freak athlete too, so it's cool to experience stuff together and hit different goals together. But I just am ready to reach bigger goals, and I do want to be someone that, people remember going through the volleyball program or going through Hempstead and always be a topic of conversation that gets brought up when people talk about freak athletes or just volleyball in general. So I hope to hit some of my bigger goals in the next year and just really make an impact on different people. Reed's a great kid. I had him in my sixth grade reading and writing class, always smiling, <laughs> oh, very, very smart really really enjoy and still do enjoy read to this very day and addison the reason why i think it seems like you've been around forever or people say oh you're not graduated yet or how's how's your sophomore year of college going is because you're so personable and you're so well spoken and you are very mature and you have a very good head on your shoulder when it's all said and done and you do hang it up and you do leave the Mustang court for the last time. How do you want to be remembered as a player and as a person? Yeah. Um, I definitely would love to say that it's only the athletic part I would like to remember for, but it's off. Definitely also the leadership part. Um, it would be amazing to be another team captain next year, going into my senior year, um, being surrounded by athletes in my own grade and just everyone that's working hard. I would love to be a leader and guide people throughout and also just be part of the freshmen coming in and show them what it's like in the volleyball program. We like to really get involved with every grade in the program and show them the culture we built there and how we like to run things just so the traditions never get lost. And I did spend a lot of time with the incoming freshman teams. This year I went to some of their practices and just helped them, gave them some corrections on their hitting and stuff. And it just was awesome to see them working hard for something. And it brought me back to my freshman year of, when you're just entering the volleyball program and you see the older girls working out or at practice and the thrill and the butterflies you get in your stomach. But, um, yeah, some of my biggest goals are just definitely to make an impact on the incoming girls that are eventually going to be in my shoes and where I'm at now. And then also just being a name that's remembered throughout Hempstead volleyball and then just Hempstead in general. I always am just very open with people and I love talking about volleyball and sports and how other people are doing in sports. So I just hope that everyone remembers me for being an, a great athlete, but also a personable athlete that is able to talk to people and lead a team on the court and off. 
Addison Wright from the Hempstead Mustangs, thank you for joining us on Tri-States Inside the Huddle. If you have not yet taken a trip to Moody Gymnasium to see the Lady Stangs play volleyball, please do so. Lots of exciting action. Addison, anything to add before we sign out of this podcast? Nope, just go Stangs and support your Hempstead Mustangs. And let's remember to be a winner and not a whiner. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast, Tri-State in the Huddle. Don't forget to find us on social media. Give a like and follow on Instagram and Facebook at Dubuque Area Sports Podcast. And also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Like and give a five-star review. And remember... Score until you score. That's right, baby! <laughs>